The biggest reason I have the luxury of standing here today is from the wine business, to the content I made on YouTube when it first came out, to everything I've done over the last eight to nine years in my books, in all my free content, I've always thought, how do I bring more value to you than I get in return? It's very simple. Karma, or doing the right thing, always works. The problem is, most people are impatient. The reason most people are impatient, especially in cultures like mine, Eastern European, in cultures like here, there's too many people in here that are trying to get successful too fast. Whether you have an audience of one or an audience of one million, you provide content to add value or you provide your service to add value. So who are the people we have to add value to? Well, it is interesting. We have our hosts, we have our listeners, we have our advertisers, and we have our employees. There are a lot of people that we have to add value to. The premise of this season, season two, Tribes, was to provide value for our listeners. The problem was, was that it took away the value that we should be adding to our hosts as well. Now, for the podcast network, they are the most important people, our hosts. They are the creators of the content. They create our audience. So what was the original value add supposed to be? My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. This is the story of my life as I build my family business, dive into politics, figure out how to leave a legacy, and all the other adventures life has in store. You're listening to Age of Jeremy Season 2 Tribe. When I sit down and I think about the middle of 2018, when I when I sat down and wrote out the business plan of Age of Radio, it was about providing services and products to be able to, to move creators further in their hobby. I wanted to make it easier for podcasters to know what to do so they could move their podcast along. Now, we provide their hosting. Age of Radio splits the revenues with the hosts, and we advertise their podcasts through paid advertising. But I came with, up with a few things that definitely need to take place. One, the paid advertising has to encompass all of the shows. Um, two, more education and communication need to be provided to our hosts. And three, we need to have more cross-show promotion. Now, addressing these items are an increased value add for the host. But first, my biggest fear. My biggest fear is that another company will add more value than Age of Radio. So all of this is an attempt to make sure that no one else, no other company can add more value. In business school, you're mainly taught that the goal of business is to, to add value to its shareholders. Now, usually this is through a stock price uh, increasing or through dividends being paid through the company or through the stocks. Now, this traditionally comes uh, because of profit. Profit is good and companies should show profit. But if you focus on adding value to your employees and customers more than anything else, profit will end up being the result. So employees, um, which are hosts and our actual employees, and customers are my number one priority over everything else. 
Now, I want to talk, talk a little of the value add that we're going to do, those three things that I mentioned. The paid advertising has to encompass all of the shows. Um, two, we have to provide more education and communication to our hosts. And three, we have to have cross-show promotion. So I'm going to provide some tips that, that well, first I'm going to explain what we're going to do with those three areas. And then I'm ho hopefully going to be able to provide some useful tips for you that may help you with your business, your side hustle, or your podcast. It should be no surprise that most of our hosts want to increase their download numbers. Increased download numbers are the, the best thing ever. It, it's such a good feeling seeing your podcast go up and up and up and up and up. Now, I imagine you listen to podcasts well because you're listening to this one, which brings us to the first thing that I want to talk about, which is a search. Um, now, we talked a few times this season about advertisements, and I believe that advertising is really the key to growing um, with any business or side hustle or content that you're creating or a brand, especially if you can pay to play, it is an, a great tool for you to have. As I have mentioned in the past, we spend a great deal of money on Facebook um, through my business, 3T Fitness, and then I also spend quite a bit of money through Age of Radio. Now, I think the key to advertising with Facebook is retargeting, and a lot of the things that people are being pushed to, to focus on is their main advertising through Facebook. But I think that the key to really get into advertising is with search. The two main platforms for anyone getting started is Google Search or Google AdWords and Microsoft Advertising. Now, due to the coronavirus and some of our advertisers backing out, we have had to reduce our advertising budget drastically over the last few months, um, not only with you know 3T Fitness, with the gym being shut down, but also with Age of Radio. And so... We have just moved to running campaigns, at least with Age of Radio, 3T Fitness is a different story, but we have just moved to running campaigns um, through Google AdWords or what I'm going to refer to as Google Search. Now, the plan that we have put in place is to focus on display ads. Now, these are images that show up in apps or on websites that utilize Google AdSense. If you don't know what Google AdSense is, well, here's a little explanation from Google informing, advising, storytelling. Creating content your audience loves takes time. Making it profitable shouldn't. That's where Google AdSense comes in. With AdSense, trusted advertisers show their ads on your site, creating revenue for you from the content you make. That's revenue for you to keep creating great content and take your business to the next level. With access to the world's largest advertiser base, AdSense is widely used. More than 2 million publishers, just like you, are using it. And because all ads are checked and powered by Google, you can be sure they're both appropriate and highly relevant to your audience. AdSense is easy, and getting started is fast. You just need your name, address, and Google account. Plus, it only takes one snippet of code to connect your site and start running ads. Yep, right there. Great, you're up and running. And that snippet, it does a lot. It gets you the best of Google's automation, automatically building the best setup for you. It lets you optimize your ads through smart technologies that get better over time. And most importantly, it gets you the revenue you need to create more amazing content. 
keeping more users happy. Now, I'm not going to go into much more of it here, but you hopefully get the idea. Now, to help add um, to help add more value to our shows, we are going to create advertisements for different categories and then run them within the same campaign. Now, a campaign has the overall objective of what you want to to do with that ad campaign. And then the ads categorize different content you want to house within that campaign or within that objective. So for example, to use what we're going to be doing with our campaign, our campaign is specifically to drive, to drive clicks um, of the display ads to push people over to the ageofradio.org forward slash shows. Um, so ageofradio.org forward slash shows is where all the, the podcast shows um, um, are listed in house that are on the age of radio network. Then, then these ads will be category categorized by the types of shows within the, the ad that's within the campaign. So for example, we'll have our true crime podcast, like, uh, color me dead. Um, um, some dark windows probably will have true crime trucker. We'll have murder under the midnight sun. Um, and then any other true crime that come in. And then we'll also have like an ad set that focuses on paranormal that's within the campaign. So like stranger than podcast, dark windows, witness more, um, learning to curse. Um, and then we'll also have motivation, uh, ads. We'll have sports, we'll have MMA and so on. Now, I would highly recommend that you educate yourself on how to advertise your content. Even if you are sprinkling $50 a month um, into to your ads, I wouldn't waste that money on Facebook. I would focus on Google AdWords or Microsoft advertising. Uh, the good thing about Google, Google's minimum is $1.25 a day. And it can, even if it's just utilizing awareness, and it, it can be a great tool to add awareness to your brand or to your content. Now, Google's AdWords also has a great partnership with Skillsoft, and the website will be in the show description, but essentially the, the website that you want to go to to get um, up to date on um, things that have to do with Google AdWords um, and how to train yourself on Google AdWords, it's through skillshop.withgoogle.com. So one more time, it's skillshop.withgoogle.com, and I'll put that in the show description so that, or in this episode description, so that you can go there and check it out because they have certifications, they have training that'll get you up to date on how to use Google AdWords efficiently, so that you can create you can create advertising for yourself. And I'm, I think when you spend a hundred dollars, I know at one point in time, don't quote me on this. At one point in time, when you started with Google, you could get like a hundred dollars of free ads if you. Spend been 100 or got signed up or something along those lines. They're always having, you know, ways to get you involved with using their product with those kickbacks. Now, the the skill shop dot with google.com, it has everything you need to get up and running with AdWords. So you can also start um, utilizing that and then and then working with AdSense. So again, AdSense is what you utilize to place advertisements on your webpage. Um, the, the thing with AdSense though is it works, it takes a little while to get going because it works really, really good if you have a lot of traffic going to your website. Uh, and to get a lot of traffic going to your website, it usually takes a lot of um, money to kind of get that going to push people to the website or a really big social reach or organic reach, depending on the other tools that you're utilizing to build your audience. Um, but again, you have to start somewhere. Um, also, if you start working with Google AdWords, the deal um, and deal with the display network, which uh, is again, showing you the images within the websites or within applications that utilize Google AdSense, 
I recommend that you pick up Adobe Photoshop. Um, reason being is it'll let you format images to meet Google ad standards. Now I'm going to throw an affiliate link in the show description to Adobe Photoshop. If you want to pick it up again, age of radio makes a commission whenever you use one of our links and make a purchase. Um, but it is something, um, we utilize the entire Adobe suite for lots of different things. Um, and Photoshop, it's a great introductory, um, product into, um, photo editing, um, through Adobe. So it's definitely something that you can kind of pick up. Now, I want to talk about education and how it goes into our second bullet point. And the second bullet point is providing more education and communication to our host. Now, the thing that I want to mention about education is that if you want to be successful, you have to be educated. You don't necessarily need to have a college degree to be wealthy. I personally really believe in college uh, education. I also believe in executive education. I think it's really important to be constantly just educating yourself in general, even if you don't want to be wealthy. But the point is, is you, I'm not going to sit here and tell you if you want to be wealthy, you have to go and get, you know, a PhD or go become a medical doctor. There are plenty of examples of people not having any type of college education and going and being wealthy. But the thing that those people traditionally have in common um, is that they have a really good thirst to understand. So I would say if you want to be wealthy and you want your business to be successful and you want your side hustle to be successful, I would strongly recommend that you try to create a, a, a genuine thirst for knowledge or thirst to understand. And a lot of people think that they uh, need to hire the person that they need to do the thing that they can't do. You know, for a perfect example, one of the, the main things that I do for 3T Fitness is I manage most of the finances or all of the finances, and I help make financial decisions with my partner, um, Coach JV um, from John Vasquez, John Vasquez or JV Impacts. In my opinion, though, it is better to at least have a basic understanding of the thing that you have outsourced. So, for instance, John outsources finance to me, but I still tend to try to keep him educated on financial stuff because it's going to make him a better overall leader for the company. And that's his role within that business as the CEO. Now, you know, and, and then the other thing, too, is if if you look at some of the if you look at some of the most well-known billionaires, there's one thing that sets them apart. If we look at Jeff Bezos, if we look at Warren Buffett, if we look at Charlie Munger, if we look at Bill Gates, they have a genuine thirst for knowledge. When they're working on solving a problem, they read to understand that problem, to understand ways to solve that problem, learn about new information related to that problem, and then they work with the experts that they bring on to help accomplish whatever it is that they were working on. So one of the biggest things that you can do for your brand, for your career, if you are just listening to this and you want ways to become an entrepreneur, um, an entrepreneur is someone who kind of becomes an entrepreneur within their place of business. And those are traditionally the people that rise up and become the CEOs. And so, so when you're thinking about that, whether it's to be an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, you know, just, you know, trying to start your side hustle, your side business, doing, a, you know, some other type of family business, you know, the point is, is that you want to keep, keep you learn, you want to keep learning about all of these disciplines that are going to help you make better decisions. And it's also going to help you be able to trust, to be able to find people to outsource these things to, or these items to, and make sure that they're not taking advantage of you of you. So just education in general is super important. I'm always going to stress that. So the moral of this story is become a voracious reader, 
you know, and have a thirst for understanding and thirst for knowledge. Now, back to the education as it relates to Age of Radio. It is our responsibility to provide education to our podcast hosts. The first way to do that or the first thing is to bridge any kind of communication gap between us and the host. Now, we or I, however you want to look at it, decided to utilize Facebook groups. So I will say the one problem with utilizing Facebook groups that I've come across is getting everyone to join the Facebook group, the Facebook group, not because people don't want to, or they don't find any value in it. The reason is, is because, you know, not everyone likes or has access to use Facebook. Um, so that's something that I am really kind of focusing on and seeing how we can maybe create this group somewhere else in the future. But I think Facebook group has all of the tools. Um, and traditionally, most of the hosts have a Facebook. But the reason why the groups are so important is because it is an easy way to communicate with your audience. And our hosts are probably the most important audience um, that we have, or at least it's a, it's the best starting point of our overall entire audience as well as our listeners to kind of start with making sure that we're properly communicating with them. Now, the goal is to create a culture of communication and partnership with our podcast show host. And as long as we have the communication, then we can spend time educating them on how to develop their brands or shows or whatever type of content they're trying to produce. So to build strong communication with our hosts, I started doing a live Facebook group chat every other week. Now, it gives us a great opportunity to share ideas, share the struggles that I have gone through to get this company off the ground, and it also gives us the opportunity to let the other shows know what other new shows are coming or any kind of changes to um, features within Megaphone, uh, and Megaphone is the hosting platform that we partner with. This Facebook group gives us one-on-one -on -one communication with the host to educate them about all kinds of different stuff. Now, we're going to deep dive a little bit more into education and why it should be part of your model, model next season. Um, but for now, I recommend that you start a Facebook group for your audience and start communicating with them. Even if it is only one person that joins, it doesn't matter. Just keep a schedule and, and, and stick with it and try to provide great content and then advertise that Facebook group through your other social media channels. What also really helps with the, the Facebook group audience is that you can ask them for things that they want to learn about. So for example, if I ask our Facebook group, you know, what kind of recording techniques they want to learn about, maybe they're going to say something about field recording, which I really enjoy field recording, you know, and then maybe I can have a Facebook group live where I share the knowledge I have on field recording. If you don't ask, you'll never really know. And Facebook group is just a really, really great place to ask. One of the main things that the podcast network is designed for is cross-promoting episodes which Megaphone actually has a promo function. The way the model works is like this. We try to sell direct advertising across ad inventory. And those ad inventory are with three pre-roll ad spots and, and three mid-roll um, ad spots. Um, and this makes up the advertising inventory. Now, if we have any free space, which means that we haven't sold any direct ads um, to those ad inventory spots. So what I mean by that is, let's say we, for instance, Best Fiends has ads on our some of our shows right now. So our hosts, um, like True Crime Trucker, they record an ad for Best Fiends or for Better Help, and then we create a campaign within Megaphone and we place that ad inside their show, um, where the time where we set the timestamp at. 
And so if that ad is set to run in that ad slot, then it'll run. If it doesn't, if we don't have anything in that ad slot, Megaphone will pick up an ad, a pre-recorded ad that they've sold and they'll put it in that ad record that ad spot for us so we can make up some of the missed revenue. And then once that if that doesn't happen, or if Megaphone doesn't have an advertisement to put into that slot, then a promo will kick in. And those promos essentially are us advertising our different podcasts. Now, the thing is, I'm just going to be real and transparent. I really failed miserably at this. Um, and this happened for a couple of reasons. Um, there's no, the, the main reason why I failed is because there's no real process in place and I haven't put it in, in the forefront of all of the podcasters uh, or hosts mind or they didn't even know that we were doing it. Um, so so uh, along with all that is part of the process. So there's no real process in place. So that is what one of the main things is that I want to do for this third thing. And that's creating more cross, cross, um, show promotion. Uh, what this allows us to do is is if we put a process into place, it'll make it easier for the podcasters to get us those those promos or those trailers. So we're creating a specific email for our hosts to send us updated trailers. So that's the first step. Then what we'll do is we're going to set up an email campaign to email all, all of the hosts about email about updating the trailers. And this email campaign, maybe we'll shoot them an email every month or every other month and say, hey, you know, you have a new trailer. We want to make sure that we keep these promos going for your show. Please send us a new trailer. And hopefully this will get us a great deal of podcast trailers in our queue. And then we can rotate through them um, across the platform um, and put them in on podcasts where they'll mainly hopefully benefit from like sports on sports and true crime on true crime and so forth. Um, more than likely, I'm probably gonna have to find some help with this, but I think for the time being, it's going to be pretty manageable. Um, it's just making sure that I'm setting up time to do it. Um, and, and this has to stay as part of the long-term strategy. Cause that's one of the biggest benefits about being on a network is being able to promote your show across the other shows. Right. And so cross promotion really should be part of your long-term strategy. Now, you may not have the money to use a platform like Megaphone, or you may not even be doing a podcast. Um, you could be a YouTube creator, or you could just have a business. But you shouldn't stop, this shouldn't stop you from reaching out to people in your community and trying to collaborate. So I get podcasts all the time that want a promo swap. I let them know that we have a network, they can be a part of it, but I kind of shoot them over to the podcast host to see if they want to do an, an, an actual read within their audio um, for that other for that other podcast and vice versa. But if you're a YouTuber, a podcaster, a blogger, whatever, you'll be able to find someone that is willing to collaborate. It just takes some time grinding, right? You make a list and you start contacting people. A lot of people may not respond. A lot of people may say no, but then you'll get one and you'll get super excited and then you'll get another one that wants to collab and then it'll just start creating a larger audience for you. You know, and some people get the stuff going faster. Some people, it takes 10 years. It took us two years of just grinding three fourths to half time of my week just to start building Age of Radio. The only reason why Age of Jeremy hasn't grown as much as I want is because I haven't really put in a strong push and I haven't really been super consistent with it because of competing obligations. So it, that's just on me, just like it's just on you and no one else if your show's not growing or your business isn't being successful or 
or you're not building the audience you want on YouTube or blogging or whatever it is. You just have to put in the time and you just have to keep grinding and you'll slowly just start getting this, um, you'll slowly start getting momentum and that momentum will keep building. Your goal should be to add value af after value to your audience. Also, I in 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 regards to when I'm using audience, I'm kind of interchangeably using it with customer, right? Because our main our customer besides our host is our audience. But if you can master customer service and employee happiness, you will create a successful business. If you want to outdo your competition, you have to add more value than anyone else. And if you can add more value at a lower cost, then you'll be able to destroy your competition. The other possibility is that it create you can also create a niche within that value that you add, right? And, and if you create a strong enough niche, you may have little to zero competition because of what the niche is. When we were going through the approval process of Megaphone, I was talking to our representative and she said one of their clients just had a equestrian and ranch podcast. He pulled in a million a year in advertising and sponsorships because he was one of a kind. And the audience was so specific that it was easy to turn turn his audience into his sponsor's clients. And this should really be the goal of building any brand. Each brand should be specific and focused on what it is trying to do that your audience is easy to target or cross-sell to that, that audience. Of course, this is still something that we're learning and we're educating ourselves on. So I really encourage you to do the same. Uh, so talk to you soon. Age of Jeremy would like to give special thanks to Seth Godin for letting us use his book Tribe as the name and jumping off point for season two. Buy his best-selling book Tribes linked below. Our season two song is Autumn by Trophy Eyes from their album American Dream, released in America by Hopeless Records. Age of Jeremy was recorded using Steinberg's Cubase, Audio-Technica mics, Audio-Technica headphones, Focusrite interfaces, and Waves plugins. Check out the links in the description below.